0: Hey, hey, friend, when it comes to your day to day routine, are you flying by the seat of your pants? Are you making it up as you go? Are you switching things up all the time? Hmm, do those sound a little bit familiar? It can take a little bit of time. Every single homeschool year. And those of you that are newbies are like, what? No, don't tell me that I'm gonna find a beautiful, wonderful rhythm this year. And then next homeschool year, I'm gonna have to figure it out again? Well, mm, kind of. <laughs> yes and no. It means that you you have a beautiful routine right now. Focus on that while well, you're going to, obviously, after this episode, right? <laughs> but we can find just what really is working for us. And it doesn't mean that we're throwing it completely away for next homeschool year. Every single year is slightly different because guess what? Our kids get a little bit older, their levels of responsibility, their interests... And just the whole dynamics of the house can change just ever so slightly. But that's the beauty of homeschooling. It is an organic process. And just like life, seasons in life change, so does seasons in homeschooling as well. And it's okay. It kind of makes a little bit fun. And I really think it keeps us moms like sharp. We got to be like on top of our game. But maybe you're not feeling on top of your game right now. and You're just kind of winging it way too much you're saying, I just need a routine for this year. All right, we're going to dig in a little bit here. I'm actually right now recording this. I am speaking of seasons in life. I am back up in my daughter's bedroom recording this episode. Over the summer, I set up a desk, an area downstairs in our living room. We have an old house. The setup is a little bit odd. So it wasn't like straight there in the living room. It's kind of tucked around a corner. And it's worked really well. I could keep track of my boys. They're coming and they're going all summer while they're working. And while I will keep my desk, and that is my home base down there, I like all the light and I still feel like I need to know what's going going on in the action and stuff like that. But now that the lawn mowing season is winding down, they're home a little bit more. And so it's really hard for me to find a time to record a podcast episode without people you know, slamming doors, walking in and out. So I'm back up here. And so it's a little bit bittersweet, you know, as we're talking about seasons in life and she is doing fantastic, which is what moms always want to hear anyway. But I'll share more about just this process of letting kiddos go and helping them launch and spread their wings. I'll share more about it. I've been really intentional about soaking it in and analyzing and thinking and, you know, kind of walking myself through it so I can share with you. But right now, you're not necessarily facing that. You've got kiddos. And so today, right this moment, I'm going to share with you some simple steps to create the perfect homeschool routine for your family for this homeschool year. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close up that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Us homeschool moms, we always have the best of intentions. We start out a homeschool year super strong. We have everything figured out. We're like, this is going to be the year it's going to be amazing. And it is going to be amazing. And we forget about the hiccups. So we say, well, well, the hiccups and all those things and the tears and the bad days, that was last year. That's not going to happen this year. And then this year starts. And so we have these really great intentions on how the days are going to look, how the entire year is going to look. And oftentimes when it gets to the holidays, we kind of feel like switching things up and finding a new rhythm. So this is something that you can analyze regularly, at least I would say every year. So I'm gonna want you. I'm gonna ask you to take some notes, okay, so that you can go back to it later on, maybe after the holidays, and then definitely before you plan your next homeschool year as well. And you're also going to want to go back and listen to episode 90, where just a couple episodes ago, where I spoke about how to stop recreating the classroom in your homeschool. That's going to be super important. So some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today, you're to be like, wait, I don't, I don't really know. Well, if you're like, I don't know what that means. Go back and listen to episode 90. You can stop it now, this episode now and listen, or you can listen through and then go back to 90 and together the two will make a lot of sense. It is no secret. I have shared very openly that I did not have anybody to help walk me through homeschooling for, well, I had one friend and then she was busy with her homeschooling. So she walked me through a little bit, but I was pretty much kind of on my own and I was trying different things and there weren't, there weren't podcasts. There were some books that were out there. Guess what? Amazon really even wasn't what it was. I mean, I remember, do you remember Amazon was like the go-to for books when it first started? I'm like, I think about that. I'm like, wow, okay. You can still buy books. There's too. I kind of prefer if I can to get them on ThriftBooks, uh, which is a thriftbooks.com. I'm pretty sure. So when I first started, um, I think it was probably like maybe a week into it. I was like, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. I reverted back to my, what all that I knew, and that was how school was set up. And I was like, okay, well, that works for them. It surely must work for me. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I spent way too time, much time one evening, and I created a very strict time schedule. Get up next day, we get going. <laughs> oh, friend, it was a hot mess I quit within the first few hours and I sent the kids out to play and I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so today I'm going to share with you what I wish someone had shared with me and I eventually figured it out on my own, but I'm going to walk alongside you here and I'm excited to do so. All right, you're ready. You got that paper and that pen or your homeschool mom notebook. Okay. If you don't have one yet, you need to have one where you can take all the notes for all the things. And anytime you feel inspired or you have ideas, you can write it down in there. Maybe sometime I'll do an episode about how to kind of set that up. I have um, a couple of notebooks and some things over the years and things that I have learned that help keep notes and ideas more manageable. All right, that's in the future. So two episodes there coming in the future at some point. Okay, let's dive into this right now, though. The first step is actually a question. And (laughs) I feel like I make you guys like ask yourself lots of questions through all of these episodes. Yeah, I kind of do because it leads to answers. Imagine that, questions and answers. Here you go. The question is, what is the atmosphere you want to create this homeschool year? That's it. What's the atmosphere you want? Are you longing for quietness and peace and a slower pace? Well, that's your atmosphere. Are you looking for high energy and on the go and high rigorous academics? Well, there's your atmosphere. Neither is right. Neither is wrong. Unless you are trying to do something that you know is not the atmosphere and the goals for your family this homeschool year. So say last year, you guys were like super high energy, did a lot of activities and you're feeling burned out. Well, maybe the atmosphere you need to create this year is one that is just more minimal, one that is more relaxed one that is, um, doesn't have you running around crazy. Or maybe it's the opposite. You've had a very slow kind of start and just uh, kind of keeping to yourselves and doing things quietly, homeschool. But now your kiddos are older. and They want to get involved in activities and sports. And you're like, all right, I feel like I can do this. Maybe the youngest is potty trained now. So you're like, okay, now we can do this. Now we can jump into the world and start getting involved in things. It doesn't matter what your answer is but I, it is important that you actually answer that question. So what is the atmosphere you want to create this homeschool year? And that is going to guide the rest of these decisions and the rest of these steps. Okay. You got that written down. Now you may have an answer just right off the top of your head. Go ahead and write that down right now. But maybe you're like, I'm not really quite sure. Take some time. Think about it. it might even take you a couple days, pray on it. See where God wants to lead you this homeschool year and then you're going to use that to guide the rest of this. So number two, this is, I want you to also decide, do you want a set start and end time to your homeschool hours? Is that what you're looking for? Would you rather operate in blocks of time? This is homeschool time. This is rest time. This is outside time. This is free play time. This is chore time, meal time. However you want to set it up, would you rather do blocks of time? So we have either Something like uh, having a start and end time, locks of time, or maybe your days during the week, they look different and therefore you have different goals depending on the activities that you have going on. Did you know that your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday do not all have to look the same? They don't. Maybe your Monday and Wednesday look similar. Maybe your Tuesday and Friday look similar, or maybe Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday all look similar, but Wednesday's different it's okay. You can do whatever you want, mama. You get to decide, but what are the activities that maybe you have going on? Figure out like, what are the goals that I have for this? So if you, um, are like, I don't even know how to set up my calendar at all. Go back to episode 77. It's been a super popular episode actually. And I talked all about how to set up your homeschool calendar. So if you're like, I don't even know, like the big, that's like the big picture. Right now, though, so you're gonna to go to episode 77 for the big picture. Right now, I want you to like let's take it and let's pan that big picture in and let's say what do we want our days of the week to look like. Again, it doesn't matter like what you are doing is is fine. That is the that is that could be the correct thing for your family. Don't be afraid to ask others of how they have their day set up and take inspiration. And say, hmm, that might actually work for us. Or, who, That's not going to work for me in this season of life. So when I was homeschooling, middle school and high school, so all three teenagers, and I looked at what somebody was doing and they had babies and toddlers, preschoolers and young elementary age kiddos, Um, what they did could be really great for them and inspire others, but it's not, wouldn't have really been necessary for me to copy that when I have older kiddos. So look for others' inspiration, pull out what will inspire you. Try to plug it in and figure out though, do you want to start end time? Do you want to say, okay, we're starting at eight o'clock and we are done by 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that's when we're done. Or do you want to operate in blocks of time? This is our school time. This is, you know, all those different, all those different blocks you can set up. Or does each day have a different feel, different goals, depending on the activities. And number three here, I want you to begin practicing morning time. Now I use that term morning time because it's kind of a common term for it. You can name it whatever you want. You want to call it breakfast, breakfast club. You want to call it whatever your last name, say your last name is Smith, uh, the Smith family fun time, Smith family morning time, or the Smith's breakfast club, whatever you want to name it. Let your kids name it. Actually, if you want to younger kids, don't really care that it even has a name. But older kiddos, especially if you're starting this off with older kiddos, maybe let them have a say in it as to what they're going to call it because they're like, morning time, wah, wah, wah. That sounds so childish, mom. (laughs) Not that I've heard that at all or anything. Yes, I have. So morning time. What is that? It is a time when your family is learning and growing together. For my family, I actually didn't know about morning time when my kids were younger. And it actually does make me a little bit sad because I'm like, Wow, we could have done some really great things together. Again, I was recreating the classroom at home and recreating the classroom at home did not include a preschooler, a first grader, and a third grader learning lots of subjects together. And I did do some subjects, but there wasn't that, I don't know, just the sweetness of everybody gathering together and doing morning time. Now, it's not always sweet. Sometimes there's meltdowns. You might have a toddler running around crazy and wild as long as they're not injuring themselves or destroying anything. Sometimes you just got to let it go and let them get a little bit of energy out. It looks different in the younger years as it does the older years, but all families can do morning time. What do you want to include in morning time? A great thing to do then is to do your Bible time together. You can incorporate different subjects that uh, could go really well together and always include some type of read aloud, something fun, something enjoyable, some great literature. I've often done books that I was like, my kids would not pick this up on their own. But if I read it to them, they will, they'll listen. Sometimes they have to, you know, pretend that, you know, they're too cool for it, but they'll still listen to it. And you look over and you see them kind of smiling and smirking while they're listening to you reading. and like, okay, I can put up with whatever kind of grumbling and complaining and stuff. And in talking to my daughter this past summer, who graduated from homeschool like a year and a half ago now, she was telling me about how much she remembers from our homeschool from morning time, but more specifically from the read alouds and how a lot of those really left an impression upon her and encouraged and inspired her. Now I did a lot of different read alouds. Some of them, you know, I would end with like something fun. We'd read maybe uh, one of those missionary journey books. Those were really great. And then we would end with something fun, like, I don't know, like tale of Tales of Tales or Tale? Tale of Despero. Yeah super sweet book. Kate DiCamillo. Oh, such a good author. Okay. So you're going to begin practicing morning time. What I like to do is I say morning time is at 8:30 a.m. I expect everybody in the living room at that time. Now I'm down to just one kiddo and he tends to wander a little bit because he gets away with some things. But if say the morning kind of got off to a rough start, I'd be like, okay, guys, we're going to push back morning time to 9 a.m. Maybe I didn't sleep well or something and I ended up sleeping in a little bit longer or I just need a little bit of time or there's a couple of things I need to get done and they're okay with that. But just the having that basis of, okay, 830 AM is morning time. And so that kind of then leads and begins the day, but I would also allow them if they were done with breakfast and cleaned up and all their chores were done in the morning and if they wanted to get started on a subject, they were more than welcome to go ahead and do that, but you need to stop that. And come on in for morning time at 8.30. And typically, ours would last an hour. There were some seasons in life that it would last, say, an hour and a half. But we did a bulk of our subjects and our studies together during that time. So it ended up being okay, evened out. Which leads into number four. And that is to decide on the rest of your curriculum. And what does that look like in your day-to-day and also in your entire week? Now, when it comes to curriculum, you don't need to be super strict with it. Use the curriculum as a guide. Maybe you don't feel confident enough to put together your own, say, unit studies or your own subjects, your own lessons for them. Use the curriculum as your guide so that you are, you know, hitting the things that you want to hit on and you want to make sure that you cover, but let somebody else do it for you. But it is your guide. That is not... You don't have to be beholden, be beholden to every single thing that is in the curriculum. So now you have the curriculum, you realize that you don't have to do every single little bit with it. doesn't need to be super strict. We're going to use it as a guide. A great thing then to figure out how are you going to do this with multiple ages? What are the important things you want to do? Maybe some of your kiddos are only involved in morning time and you're like, once morning time's done, they can go off and play and then I'll work with the older kiddos So that's what I mean by like deciding like, what does the rest of the curriculum look like? Now, when we have multiple ages, it's like, what do we do? How do I do, say, language arts with a first grader, as well as a fifth grader, and as well as maybe, maybe there's a third one in there first, we'll say first, third and fifth grader. How do I do that? A great thing to do is to kind of bounce around, because their levels are going to be different, obviously for example, your first grader might just be now kind of catching on to reading and starting to get into it. And then on the other hand, you have a fifth grader that can write short stories, a really simple way. I mean, it sounds simple. It's, I'm going to be honest and tell you, it's exhausting at times. I remember doing this for many years and it was exhausting, but it worked. I would kind of set the kids up and some of their uh, formal curriculum were, um, ones that they could do on their own independently. Now it would depend on, you know, the level, or maybe it was just part of it. So for example, with maybe the first grader, I would say, okay, I'm going to do your math lesson with you first. But before I started with them, I got my fifth grader going on their math. And I said, here, go ahead and work on this section right here, which is just review. While they worked on their review, the first grader would get their math lesson and I would get them set up with the problems that I wanted them to work on. I was right there. I could jump in if needed, if I saw they were getting frustrated. And then I bounced over to the fifth grader and did their math lesson. And then it was maybe the third graders turn to do something. In the meantime, the third grader had some other things to do, or maybe that was their opportunity to go and have a little bit of free time. Or if there's a baby at home, that was their time that they would then be in charge of playing with the baby, or maybe there's a toddler. And that was the time that they could read to the toddler. So overall, what I'm saying is there's like, at this point, a great thing to do is to kind of bounce around. I have no better words to describe it. Cause really that's what it is. You're just jumping from one kid to the next and the next, and, but you're keeping the other ones, um, their time filled up. Maybe it wasn't filled up with schoolwork, but it was time filled up with some other good things. Then this also then leads into number five. The other thing to consider here when you're coming up with like a perfect routine and rhythm for your family is to then give your children, you've gotten your morning time done. You've done your formal lessons that you have wanted to do that day. Give your kiddos some free time because the learning did not stop. It's just as a different way and looks different to the way that your day goes. Let them have some free time. There needs to be some time where the entire family has some chore time, maybe it's separated out, or maybe they kind of jump in and work on some chores and do some things with you. It's time for you to get some things done. Add in a rest time as needed. If you have a little one that naps, maybe everybody just takes a little bit of rest time, a little bit of quiet time. And I want you to add some margin into your day. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a little bit of flexibility. Don't plan your day so strictly because you you're dealing with kids and with people, there's relationships and there's going to be things that are going to go awry. There's going to be impatience. And so I really want you to add some margin into your day. Okay. Let's go over those five steps real quick here. Again, how to set up a routine for your homeschool year. That is just going to be perfect for you. The first one, number one is I want you to answer the question of what is the atmosphere you want to create this homeschool year. Number two, decide like, how are my days going to look? Is there going to be a start time and an end time? Am I operating more in blocks of time? Are each of our days going to be look different? Number three, begin practicing morning time. Add that in to every day or most days. Number four, decide on what the rest of your curriculum is going to look like. And number five, give yourself some free time. Give your kiddos some free time, chore time, rest time, and adding some margin into your day. So how does that sound? Completely doable, right? Yes. It is. And this right here is some of the things that we go in depth in and clarify your homeschool. We get to do this together. And not only is the course, the self-paced course, lead you to these questions and lead you to the answers for your family, is that we also have Q&A calls where we get to hop on and you can ask me specific questions about your specific family, your specific situation, for this homeschool year. And we can troubleshoot and we can come up with ideas and you can walk away from those calls. You're like, okay, yeah, I've got like a battle plan to go on now I can do this. All the details for Clarify Your Homeschool is at clarifierhomeschool.com. And it is the program where we can go in depth into specifics for your family But I'm excited to have you put these into practice that we talked about today. And I'm excited for you to feel just kind of a little bit of weight lifted off your shoulders. This has been a good week on the podcast. I hope you're having a good day. I hope that this coming weekend you get to do something maybe fun. We actually have some family coming into town. If you didn't listen to the episode before this, I did talk about that family visiting from out of town, that kind of thing. And yes, I'm going to tell you that was completely okay with me. That family was coming into town. It met all of my qualifications and respected my boundaries. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's for the weekend. So it really doesn't, it doesn't interfere much with homeschool at all. But anyway, friend, I hope you have a really good day and we will chat again after the weekend. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at littlebylittlehomeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, mama.